Um, one of the greatest uh, blessings uh, that you can receive, I believe, uh, from embarking on and continuing on a spiritual journey uh, is uh, having your inner being strengthened, uh, as St. Paul prayed in today's scripture. Uh, inner being that is fueled and fed by faith and by the power of the Spirit. Inner being that gets strengthened by the dwelling of Christ through his word uh, and by his spirit. And so we see our outer being, right? Uh, but what is, what is this inner being, you may ask, right? And I believe various words have, have been and are uh, being used to explain and define this inner being. Uh, some use uh, the word, the core of our, our humanity. Uh, some call it the inner teacher or the inner light. I guess because it, the truth guides us to the light and the bigger truth. Uh, some branch of uh, Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews, they call it a spark of divine. Uh, humanists call it identity and integrity. Others call it soul. And uh, Thomas Martin called it the true self. And whatever the word that we use to explain this core of our, of our humanity, I think we can all agree that there is a real, uh, a true self in all of us, who we really are. The self that makes us unique, uh, special, beautiful, as God first created and intended us to be. Uh, perhaps that was a glimpse, or a little bit more than a glimpse that David had uh, when he proclaimed these words in Psalm 139, 14. He says, I praise you, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It is the true self that recognizes when truth is proclaimed and revealed. It is this true self that yearns for more greater truth, perhaps because it is what feeds it, and strengthens it. And when this true self or the inner being is strengthened within us, we can then be an authentic self. Uh, I came to realize that authenticity is not something that you choose or don't choose. Uh, in general, everybody wants to be authentic. Right? Who doesn't want to be authentic? Uh, we seek for authenticity, but unless we have discovered our true self, and unless that true self is strengthened and empowered in us, uh, it's dif difficult to be authentic, even if you want to be. Uh, there are pressures within and outside of us that take us away from our true self, which is uh, our true self that is probably the closest uh, to the original image uh, when uh, in our childhood, right? And so that's why I think we love being around little children and toddlers because they're just so real and they're so authentic. You know, whoever, whatever is inside of them, is, it comes out. It comes out, right? Uh, if they're hungry, they're uncomfortable, they, they show you, you know, they let you know. If they're happy, you know, and they're joyful, they also let everybody know with their smiles, their giggles, right? But as we get older, things get a little bit more complicated. And consciously, and often unconsciously, uh, there are forces and experiences that deform 
our true self within us. Uh, such as various injustice uh, that we may experience, racism, sexism, economic injustice, uh, outside of us, and there are a lot of forces within us also that deform who we really are inside. Uh, it could be our self-doubt, our fear, our, our resentment, our jealousy. All the darkness inside of, of us also detach us from who we really are inside. And sometimes life makes us become very obsessed uh, with surviving becoming successful. And so again, we are drifted away from who we really are. We don't even have time, as Simon mentioned in his prayer, to, to listen to the voice within. Uh, and we just live each day, uh, filling our, doing our functions. And we end up just focus, focusing on our outer self. And as a result, I think we become uh, divided within us. There's that little bit of glimpse of true self, but then there's this false self, a mask that we end up wearing. We don't like it. It makes us feel unauthentic and uncomfortable, but we learn to live with it. And also, we are able to perceive the dividedness in other people as well and make which make us uncomfortable as well. And so if it's someone that we know, we sometimes worry and say, that person, he or she, isn't like herself or himself today. Or he or she uh, said something and it's not like that person. If when it comes to strangers, we ask, is this person inside the same person on the outside that we see? And it's only when the answer is yes, we are willing to invest ourselves in that relationship. Otherwise, we put up our guards because we don't know. We haven't figured out a person yet. And I think being able to recognize this dividedness within ourselves is uh, actually grace. Uh, what is worse is when we don't, do not, we don't even see the dividedness. We don't hear from that true self at all. It is when we recognize the divideness, we start to have longing and yearning uh, for that true self and that sense of harmony within us. Uh, this understanding of truth and false self and the divideness is, uh, was well, very well articulated in a book called A Hidden Wholeness by Parker uh, Palmer. In his book, he uh, shared an encounter with a person that he knew or uh, at a retreat that he uh, organized and he led. Uh, and he showed how this struggle between, between the dividedness within us is a reality in our everyday. Uh, it was a retreat, uh, consisted of about 20 people who were elected and appointed officials from Washington, D.C. All of them had entered government after years of respected uh, public service uh, in various fields. And yet, they've all come, came to this retreat because they were struggling with their sense of divideness. Uh, there was conflict, painful conflict between their values and the power in po politics. And they came for support to this retreat 
to begin a journey toward something that they called living divided no more. And one of the participants had uh, worked for a decade uh, in the U.S. Department of Agriculture after farming about 25 years. And during that retreat, on his desk was a proposal uh, that was related to preserving uh, topsoil uh, in a Midwestern region. Uh, and it was a soil that was being, was, it is getting depleted rapidly because of certain uh, practice the business were, uh, they were doing uh, that value the short-term profit rather than the long-term well-being of the earth and the land. Having been a farmer for 25 years and loving the earth and the land, uh, his farmer's heart knew exactly what he should do. Uh, but his political instinct warned him otherwise. Uh, that following his heart uh, would be risky, would get him in trouble, and maybe even lose a job. On the last morning of that gathering, the man, looking extremely tired, obviously he hadn't slept a night, slept at all, and he came to the gathering, uh, and he said throughout the night it came, became very clear uh, that he needs to go back to his office and follow his heart. His, his heart, his farmer's heart. After a silence, you know, some people asked him, you know, how are you going to deal that with your boss who sees and thinks uh, different from you? And he said, it won't be easy, uh, but during this retreat, I remember something important, that I don't, I don't report to my boss, but I report to the land. None of them knows exactly what happened, if he ended up following uh, with his decision or, or that got weakened by the time he got to the office. Uh, and probably even maybe that one person's decision, uh, I'm sure, didn't make a huge impact uh, on the, the condition of the soil because of the complicated process. But at the end of the retreat, something that they all learned uh, and claim, can claim is that when, when someone chooses to stick by the truth, uh, that it affects positively himself and everyone around him. Every time we take a step towards uh, the truth and listen to that voice of the truth, even though we don't follow fully in that direction, we will be nudged uh, in that direction. And next time around, we're going to be able to discern the voice of our true self inside. And the conflict will get easier each time. And when we have the courage to follow through, it will remind us, ultimately, uh, and those around us, that there's higher calling and higher purpose to things. Even institutions that can be very rigid and driven by power. And of course, this journey towards being rooted and grounded in love and truth, and thereby having our inner being strengthened, and vice versa, it's not something that we can do alone. Uh, but it's something that can be done in a spiritual community that continually seeks for bigger truth, for greater truth. A community that doesn't try to fix others or demand others to be like the rest of us, but a community that is continually being expanded, uh, and is able to embrace the difference and welcome the difference.
And I think that's the element of spirituality. It's not something static. It's something, it's always moving. It's expanding. It's getting deeper and wider. And you're becoming mature in that process. And that community creates a safe place for anybody who enters to be able to look inside and hear that voice. And a community that supports each other uh, to the journey of becoming more authentic. Looking back, uh, I realized uh, that I also took this journey of living or, or struggled uh, to live uh, divided no more. Uh, it was my own struggle uh, during my seminary years and at the beginning of my ministry. I didn't even know exactly what it was. I didn't even know how to articulate it. Uh, but it was just, just a lot of chaos, uh, discomfort inside. Uh, something wasn't right. I wasn't myself. And so I searched the Bible uh, to look for answers and often felt stuck. Uh, and seriously wondered during my seminary if the Bible and God is worth uh, investing my entire life. If I wasn't going to find these answers. Uh, which wasn't a good time to be confused about that. Because it was the latter part of my seminary years. Um, but at the end of that struggle. And wrestling. And searching. I saw that little glimpse of light. Um, that was when I was invited. And I came to this community. Uh, St. Tim's. And was introduced to ways uh, where scripture was opened in ways that I've never experienced it before. And I've been going to church for most of my life. It was, uh, it was just like, wow, scripture can be interpreted in that way? Was the question that I always had. And I was just soaking the message uh, like sponge. It was like living water uh, for my parched soul. And it opened my eyes uh, to see my inner world. Uh, to recognize myself, to hear the voice of the truth inside. Uh, and it's something I believe those of you who have struggled in your journey uh, and you've searched uh, have also experienced. It's something that those who grew up in this church, uh, it's sometimes difficult to experience because you've always had it. Uh, but something uh, when you're just knocking and you're struggling to hear to find that, uh, and you find it here. Uh, it's recognizing the dividedness inside of me. It was the beginning of that spiritual journey. And little by little, uh, the scripture was reading uh, my, my inner world. It was reading myself. Uh, and through safe but very thought-provoking dialogue that was happening in the hermeneutical circles, uh, like Wednesday Bible study, uh, in our staff, uh, pastoral staff meetings, um, I slowly experienced my inner, uh, inner self, inner being, being strengthened and getting empowered. And it was a journey that I realized that I've embarked on, uh, moving from my false self to true self. I was discovering who I am, uh, loving myself in the light of God, and it was something that I would not trade for anything else in the world. 
An amazing thing is that the more you get rooted and grounded in the truth and the love of God, the more you're able to venture forth uh, and experience uh, what he has for you. His vision, uh, his words, and life gets exciting because he's stretching you out in ways that you've never imagined before. I just want to say uh, it's, a bless, it's a blessing that we have such community where uh, we can uh, see that. We can struggle and, and look inside. And I pray that this community will continue uh, to strive to know the truth uh, and thereby discover and strengthen that inner being. And I pray that this, as it is already, but it will continue to be a community where authenticity meets authenticity. A community that becomes uh, each individual, but as together uh, be a place where it can be life-giving for everyone and to those around it. I'd like to invite the praise team to the front as we sing. At this time, we uh, short in the time we reflected on our inner being. Uh, we talked about true self. I did. Uh, I just want to ask you: How often uh, are you able to look inside? How often are you able to pause and hear the voice of truth inside, or even the divideness inside of us? Uh, as much as we want to be authentic. It doesn't come by our willpower. As long as, as much as we want to take off the mask that we have sometimes, it does not come by our willpower. It is only possible when our inner being is strengthened and empowered and when the presence of God is indwelled within us. So at this time, let us reflect upon ourselves uh, and let's, let's ask God, God, Continue to be with us. And if you haven't started, help me uh, to walk, to start that journey uh, towards the truth self and be able to walk away from the false self. Help us to discover uh, the truth self within us. Let's pray. to reflect as we sing uh, the heart of worship.
Gracious God, we thank you, Lord, that you continually, Lord God, by your presence and by your word, uh, empower and strengthen our inner being. Uh, despite all the distractions out in the world, Lord Father, that try to deform our inner self, help us to continually strive uh, to hear the voice within, to hear the greater truth, so that you uh, speak to us, uh, to our heart, Lord Father. And in the times of crisis, in times of difficult choices that we have to make, help us, give us the courage 
uh, to follow the truth of God. So that as each an individual and as a community, that we shine your light uh, to those around us, Lord God. We thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.